This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 138, with Buck Joffrey. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscher. Hello everyone, MC Lobster here and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today and in today's show we're going to be looking at the seven secrets of eternal wealth. My guest today is Buck Joffrey. Buck is an accomplished surgeon, entrepreneur, asset manager and podcaster and he's also the number one best-selling author of the seven secrets of eternal wealth. With a negative net worth upon finishing his surgical training in 2008, Buck quickly became a serial entrepreneur and real asset investor, amassing an eight-figure net worth. In order to help his high-paid professional colleagues, he started a financial education website called WealthFormula.com and hosts the popular Wealth Formula podcast. Buck knows the old mantra of investing in a diversified portfolio of stocks, bonds, and mutual funds is outdated and dangerous for high-paid professionals given the volatility and instability of the current global economy. Therefore, he advocates entrepreneurship and or investing in hard assets that provide cash flow as a more reliable way of approaching personal finance. Through a strong foundation of financial education and emphasis on cash flow investing, Buck teaches professionals how to take charge of their money and prosper. Please share your feedback and thoughts with me on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter by tweeting me at MCLobster or by email at info at CashflowNinja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at CashflowNinja.com or texting CashflowNinja, one word, all capitalized, to 44222. That's two fours and three twos. Have you read Rich Dad Poor Dad? Are you interested in real estate investing and don't know where to start or how to get the results you want? For valuable information to get you started, visit JoinOps Properties at joinopsproperties.com. Globally, coffee is a $90 billion industry and international coffee farms offers a sustainable income opportunity through offshore sustainable agriculture. You can own a parcel of your very own cash-flowing specialty coffee farm in Panama, sustainable income through sustainable agriculture. For more information on this income opportunity, you can download your free report at CashflowNinja.com forward slash Panama. I've spoken about the most powerful system on the planet, on the show, the banking system, and my firm, Valhalla Wealth Financial, helps people reclaim the banking function within their own lives through leveraging the tools and strategies of the wealthy. If you're interested in reclaiming the banking function within your own life and the infinite banking concept, you can email me at info at cashflowninja.com. Buck, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Can you please share a little bit about your background and your journey with my listeners? Yeah, so my background's a little bit different. Uh, you know, I started out as, uh, you know, I, I, as Tom Wheelwright jokes sometimes that he's a recovering A student. I was one of those, right? So I uh, went to uh, 
got A's, went to college, got A's, went to med school, finished at the top of my class, started neurosurgery residency, realized it wasn't my, uh, the hours weren't good for me. So I finished up uh, doing some head, neck and plastic surgery, finished my training in 2008. And at that point, um, really had no financial background at all, had no idea that I even, you know, I used to always avoid economics classes and things like that in, in college because I, I thought they were boring. And um, that was right around the crash um, in 2008. And it was also the first time that I'd ever made money. So I was coming out of training and going from, uh, you know, making essentially minimum wage in San Francisco uh, to, to coming out making, you know, several hundred thousand dollars and I had to figure out what to do with my money at that point. And, um, you know, my dad is a, uh, scrappy real estate entrepreneur, immigrant. Uh, and so, you know, his influence and probably, and certainly Robert Kiyosaki's influence with cash flow quadrant. Um, you know, I decided that, okay, I've spent a lot of time here learning and being a professional. Now I need to figure out how to invest. So um, it started out that way. And I'll also say that in terms of cash flow quadrant, it sort of inspired me to become a, an entrepreneur. And so instead of going the usual routine of joining a practice, et cetera, I started my own, um, turned uh, very quickly within two years, uh, backed myself out of that and turned it into a freestanding business that continues to grow. Did that again with another business. And, and so now I have about um, four um, active businesses that I'm not really, um, you know, participating in as an, as an operator per se. And, uh, now I'm, I'm a full-time, uh, podcaster and, uh, investor. Fantastic. Now you have spoken about how professionals, um, and highly paid professionals find themselves, you know, getting into a situation where they have that golden handcuffs, um, pull them in and basically capture them a little bit. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit more? Well, I think, you know, the, the situation with physicians and um, any high paid professionals, for the most part, uh, it's, uh, it's a tricky one, right? We all go to school and uh, we perform very well and we, you know, we become highly specialized and requires a lot of work, a lot of education, et cetera. And uh, we don't have any money and we're, you know, we don't, we don't really think about it. And then we come out of training and the next thing you know, we have money and we don't know what to do with it, right? So we end up doing what the neighbors do. We, we go and we buy a nice car, we buy a nice house. And before you know it, even though you're making a lot more money, it still feels like you don't have any, you know, you, you're, still, you're, still not, uh, you're still not doing really, really great like you thought you would. I mean, you're, you know, you come off of making $50,000 to $500,000 and you're wondering, how in the world does this not feel like I'm rich? Well, it's because your expenses and your overhead went up as well. So that's what I call the golden handcuffs. And part of the issue there is not understanding, um, you know, how to how to grow your money and how to properly invest in that sort of thing. And I think one of the biggest challenges um, that that high paid professionals, in particular doctors and people who, who spend a lot of time in school. Uh, have is a major disadvantage. I was joking around about being a recovering A student, but I think that's a major problem. Being an A student is uh, is sort of a handicap because 
you go through school and you don't fail. And every time you, you know, take a test and you get an A, you get a pat on the back and you, and, and it's almost like a Pavlovian uh, thing that happens where you continue to succeed, you get a pat on the back. And what, what that programs in us is this idea that if we do what we're told and we do it well, that, that that's a good thing. And they, that, 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 you know, you get that Pavlovian effect. So when you get out of training and someone says, what are you going to do with your money? Well, what are you supposed to do? Well, put it on a 401k and uh, put it in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. That's the right thing to do. It's hard to break out of that. Absolutely. And to touch on your point about the school system, oh my goodness. Talk, speaking about not preparing people for the real world out there, uh, you just mentioned about not failing. And that's, and that's the big thing. And I see it. And I am not a recovering A student. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a C student, but I am in the, I am in the financial industry uh, uh, sphere where there are a lot of uh, what you refer to and, and the Rich Dad organization as these A students, right? And the, the big challenge is that not only didn't they, they, they didn't learn how to fail and learn from mistakes in, in school, they always think that they have to have all of the answers because in school, you know, you can't, <laughs> you can't ask the other children in a class, right? That's called yeah. cheating on a test. But right. that's what happens in, in business. And I, I still see it. It's, it's kind of that mental uh, breakthrough that they have to get in saying, well, geez, I don't have to all the, have all the right answers. I just need to have access to people that do. That's right. I mean, actually, in, in a group, uh, um, I, I'm in the part of this uh, Genius Network group that you may know. And, um, you know, one of the comments that somebody um, made in the last uh, uh, meeting that was really was uh, poignant. And I thought sometimes the answer, um, the comment was that sometimes the answer is not, you know, uh, how to do it, but who and where do I write the check? <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's definitely true. Sometimes it's just a matter of finding the right person to do the task. And, and, and it's hard to... Uh, for people who are perfectionists and think they can do everything on their own, that's sometimes a hard thing to do. Yeah, and this leads into the, my next point that I wanted to talk to you about is, you know, uh, learning all of this traditional advice or conventional or what everybody else is doing, you know, uh, max out your 401ks, invest in the long haul and stocks, mutual funds and bonds and diversify it nicely. It's all in the stock market but it's quote-unquote diversified, following that advice. And when you do, when it does fail and the math just doesn't add up as it does in our current system or conventional way of our, our, our retirement system as it's presented and pitched to people, it's still very tough for them to make that shift. Now, you have spoken about it too, that the formulas just doesn't work for planning for retirement. And I've spoken about it on this show too. It, the math doesn't add up. It's really a simple, <laughs> it's simple yeah. as that. It's not one plus one is, is still two. It doesn't really matter how you spin it or yeah. how you uh, torture these, these data, this data, right? Because sometimes when you torture data enough, it confesses. Um, but speak a little bit about uh, just some of your insights, what you're looking at and why you came to the conclusion that the formulas as it is currently uh, for retirement planning, just doesn't work uh, work out. Well, I mean, you know, the reality is that if you look at all these, um, 
you look at, you know, when you have these wealth, uh, your typical wealth planner, and the first thing they start is they, they just start talking about buckets. <laughs> you know, they start talking about you I love the buckets. Bucket. You got this bucket. You got, I don't know what you're talking about. Where are you going to get 10% for sure for the next several years, et cetera? Anyway, um, you know, the, the, the conservative ones will tell you that you can grow your money at about 7% uh, per year. And, um, and that you're going to, uh, you know, that you're going to, you know, essentially grow this into this pile of money that you're going to hopefully outlive. And, um, you know, for me, that's just too, uh, that's too risky, right? I don't like the idea of trying to, trying to die before my run, my money runs out when I retire. And I, I like the idea of, you know, creating lots of multiple streams of income. And then, you know, re, you know, if I ever want to stop working, which I doubt I will, uh, that that it just keeps going. So it's a completely different paradigm. I think that we've got some problems in terms of, you know, the seven percent. Everything's sort of built around the seven percent paradigm, and and it's you know, if you look at, um, you know, the stock, the equity markets in the last you know couple decades. I mean, how many times have they corrected massively? And we almost certainly have one coming along the way now. And so really, to me, it's a game of Russian roulette. I mean, just de- determining when you're going to need that money, whether it's going to be there or not. Um, so that's, you know, I think that's that's the biggest problem with it. But I think, why do people continue to do it? Well, first of all, again, um, you know, people aren't taking the time to educate themselves. The numbers don't add up. And there's certainly these people that we're talking about here, high-paid professionals, doctors, engineers, they're smart enough. And if you just spend a fraction amount of time trying to learn a little bit about money and finances and so on and so forth, you'll understand that, you know, what you're being told really isn't realistic and it's very, there's a high likelihood of dying broke. And, uh, and so, but the problem is that it becomes a religion, right? And I, I think this is something I've been thinking about a lot. And actually I spoke with last week, I had the opportunity to spend some time with Robert Kiyosaki and was telling him that my that this theory that I have that essentially the the investing paradigm that uh, a lot of people have is uh, you know it comes from where they're, where they're coming from where they grew up from and um, you know what their parents thought about it in that regard it's almost like religion right and so you hear about this all the time where um, you know I hear it from my investors all the time I you know I, I, this really makes so much sense to me but my family is very concerned that I'm investing in things that are risky. Well, you tell me what's risky, the stock market that seems to, you know, drop by 50% every few years or, you know, a hundred year old apartment building that's been there, you know, throwing off cash flow for a century, you know? And, and so breaking through that paradigm is like literally breaking away from the, the power of that is similar to sort of, you know, committing a sin in religion. Right. And then it has the same implications. You have family members asking you why you're doing what you're doing. You're doing something wrong. And it's so powerful that even when a person understands that they are doing what makes sense, they'll start doubting themselves. Why? Because they are constantly getting that sensation of guilt. Right. And that ties into what you said. It's it's almost this religion that you're attacking because it truly is because if you look at the same triggers and the pits, right, <laughs> everybody's always selling. It doesn't matter where it is. Right. The, the sales pitch really in religion is fear and emotion. And it really truly is the same with money right now too where people are fearful 
They right. are uncertain about what's going on. Um, they're being told one thing they've bought into this. And then all of a sudden, you know, guys like you and me come into a cocktail party. We're, we're really popular, by the way. <laughs> it kind of lifts the veil. We are attacking a religion. And it, it, it uh, prompts an emotional response from these folks. So it, it really is very, very hard sometimes to get through. But from my standpoint, and I know that you're doing a fantastic job of, of trying to open up people's eyes and change their mindset and their context, um, you know, I see this every single day in my, in, my, in my wealth management firm too, where people that have done all the right things their entire life of what they're being told are getting to a, an age of their life where um, they thought they were going to have that retirement as advertised by all the Wall Street ads on TV, right? People walking next to the beach or sitting in bathtubs. That might not be a financial <laughs> one, but, you know, and, and all of a sudden they realize that this is not a reality and they, they get, again, emotional and then, and then the anger comes in. But you have put out some fantastic content about solutions and what you can do. And you wrote a book. Staying on the number seven, this is the real number seven, seven secrets of eternal wealth. Can you share a little bit about the seven secrets of eternal wealth that you, that you talk about? Yeah, so I wrote this book, I mean, in response to, um, you know, I think some, uh, I had, you know, friends and neighbors are curious what the heck I was doing. I mean, the reality is right now, um, I'm doing, I'm podcasting and investing full time and I have, you know, multiple businesses, et cetera. I have a lot of time on my hands and it's, I do, I do what I want when I want. And, you know, I'm about eight years out of training. Um, and I, so it's, it happened pretty quickly. Um, so I wrote this book in part for keeping what I wish somebody had told me when I first uh, finished training and wanted to understand how to put the framework of investing, um, you know, in, in my life and how to think about it. So, I mean, there's, you know, it's it to us, you know, MC, the, the types of things that I talk about are pretty basic in there, right? What I focus on is, first of all, cash flow. And I talk about Understanding your investments. Well, understanding your investments, you know, for example, when you, when you, who really understands why a stock goes up and down, right? Who right. really understands why just because a bank failed or, you know, there was a, a bank failed one place that your stock in some, you know, mechanical company dropped by 50% somewhere else or why, you know, the earnings of the top companies in the stock market um, have stayed stagnant for three years, but the Dow Jones is up 25%. Who understands that? I don't understand why that is, right? So so I, I stay away from things I don't understand. The last thing, uh, just in general, is uh, going back to the same idea of of understanding is if you keep, if you stay with tangible assets, things at least you can, for the most part, understand how, uh, and see, touch, and feel you're generally going to be safer. Now, you know, I break that rule sometimes, but I think for people who are starting, um, these are some, uh, some concepts that are very useful. No, absolutely. And from a wealth formula perspective, which is also the name of your, of your podcast, obviously it starts with the mindset and good habits and establishing a solid foundation and then building on top of that. Can you share a little bit more about uh, just the, the wealth formula that you discuss? Well, I think of wealth uh, differently than um, 
than just money, right? I think about, right. I define wealth as, uh, if you think about wealth, you usually think about a currency. And I think of my currency as time, right? I want more time to do whatever I want. Um, you know, the, the folks that I graduated residency with are working 70 hours a week and making a tenth of what I'm making. And it's just, I can do whatever I want right now. So that for me is wealth. Now, if you can do that, even making say $8,000 a month and you can live off that and do whatever you want, I say you're wealthy. So I know plenty of people who are making three or four or $500,000 a month who are in the golden handcuffs, right? They, if they stop working tomorrow, you can't pay their bills anymore. Right. Right. So that's not wealth. Even though they're making a lot more money per year, that's not wealth. So I think of it as a, a, a currency of time. So how much time do you want? What, what do you want to do with your time? And if you can do what you want to do with your time, then, then you're wealthy. You're listening to Buck Joffrey on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. International Coffee Farms is a real estate-based specialty coffee farm ownership opportunity. You can own deeded, half-acre parcels in title, already operating specialty coffee farms in Boguete, Panama. They are turnkey managed professionally on your behalf by a team of local experts with sustainable average income of 12% and with cash flow beginning in 12 to 15 months from the date of your parcel ownership. International Coffee Farms' mission is to own and operate specialty coffee farms in Boguete, Panama that are economically, environmentally, and socially sustainable. As part of this mission, 20% of the gross profits of each farm goes towards a socially sustainable fund to improve the lives of the coffee farm workers and their families. International Coffee Farms currently owns and operates eight specialty coffee farms in Boguete, Panama, with parcels available for immediate ownership. To find out how you can become a parcel owner, you can download your free income opportunity report at cashflowninja.com forward slash Panama. You're listening to Buck Joffrey on the Cashflow Ninja podcast and now back to our interview. And that's a very big takeaway for professionals that are li- that's listening to this uh, the show today too. And I do come across it a lot that that is a realization what a lot of them have because you know, they get to a stage where they're thinking to themselves, you know, I'm building a family. I don't see my wife and children anymore. I'm spending all this hours. And yes, it's very, very highly paid um, in a skilled profession, but you're still trading money for time constantly. So that is so, so powerful that you just shared there. Um, now, you've also put together a, a, a wealth uh, formula investor club. Can you share a little bit about around your investment club that you've put together? Yeah, so uh, investor club is um, uh, it was something, again, that arose out of the idea that, um, you know, people, people saw what I was doing, saw how I was investing, and, you know, generally my lifestyle and wanted to know what I, um, you know, if, if they could invest with me uh, or alongside me. And so then I started to think, well, maybe, maybe it makes sense uh, for me to have an investor club. And um, so what we do there is it's for accredited investors only. Um, so people who are, you know, $200,000 per year, or I think it's, you know, $300,000 if you're filing jointly or a million dollars uh, net worth outside of your, your personal residence. But 
those people have an opportunity to invest in things that others don't. And, um, you know, I focus on private investments. So some of the things that I have on there are, um, you know, deals that I'm putting together uh, as a sponsor with partners. And there are other deals on there that I will present to my group that I have nothing to do with, but that I'm thinking about potentially investing in myself. And I've asked the sponsor to come in and, and talk to the group. And so it, it, what it does is it creates one layer of, of vetting. I mean, doctors and high paid professionals in, in general, we all, um, you know, we, there's a lot of sharks out there and um, it's hard to find a good deal. I mean, you can make any deal look good, right? I mean, just flip a few numbers on that pro forma and, you know, any piece of swampland in Florida looks good. Um, but I've been doing this successfully uh, for the last, uh, you know, six or seven years and I've, I've been able to you know make a lot of money doing it. And so what I'm doing is just offering my own insight and offering people a chance to invest alongside me when there's good deals coming or, you know, with me, um, if we find a particularly good asset, uh, and to, to try to take that down as a group. The other part of investor club, um, is that we try to address issues that are related to being a high paid professional. So we have some webinars coming up. Some of them are going to be dealing with, you know, tax mitigation, which, you know, I think people don't think about enough. Um, Asset protection, particularly for doctors, is a huge thing, um, and most of them are not protected. So, so those types of things. So it's really an uh, opportunity to build a community, and that's the other thing that uh, I'm sensing is that a lot of people, um, because what we talked about before, where you know, um, it's hard to find people of like mind in this world. Uh, you know, you, you know, you're living on a block with a bunch of people who are high paid professionals and you think about investing in a different way than everybody else, it's, 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 it's nice to have a community in which you can, again, um, feel like you get positive reinforcement and get a sense for, you know, that I'm doing something right. And what, what I believe is, is, uh, you know, reinforced by others who are doing the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic to have a community and a support network on this road less traveled. So that's right. exactly what, what uh, we're trying to build here. And yeah. what you just mentioned too about wealth destroyers, I mean, the taxes and the lawsuits and, you know, we'll jump in the, into the economy in a second, but uh, the more the economy is going to deteriorate, the more and more lawsuits uh, will, will uh, escalate as well. And there'll be more of it, not just for high paid professionals. This is for anybody. So really, really something to be cognizant about. Um, Buck, let's jump into the, the economy. What, what do you see currently out there? What do you see in global markets? It's, uh, <laughs> it's been a very interesting time. We've had a very interesting uh, period, I would say, from the last election cycle in the U.S. and also uh, some of the many referendums and elections in, in Europe. And obviously, there's, uh, there's a lot of other things going on uh, in the geopolitical sphere right now. But what do you see happening in the economy and markets currently? And what do you see happening uh, in the, for the rest of 2017? Well, um, I, I, <laughs> I think it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's interesting because I was, uh, you know, I was on the Real Estate Guys Summit last week. And we have a bunch of people on there who are um, talking about uh, 
uh, talking about the economy. And I think some of them, you know, are going to say it's been going south. I mean, like, you know, Peter Schiff, who, who I actually listen to a lot anyway, because <laughs> I, I find him very amusing and he's smart. He's a very smart guy. But, you know, uh, somebody had said it jokingly that Peter's predicted 19 of the last two recessions. So, you know, <laughs> you, you know, you have, listen, guys like Peter, but then you also have, uh, you know, our Simon Black, uh, who are pretty pessimistic, but they're always kind of pessimistic, right? But one of the guys who was, uh, who was talking was a guy by the name of Doug Duncan, who is, uh, he is, uh, uh, chief economist for Fannie Mae. And he looks at the economy, he says, and he says, you know, this is the third longest expansion of, of, uh, of the economy, uh, in history. Um, and so, you know, from that perspective, we're probably due for correction, but it's also the most sluggish of all time. So of, of any growing economy and any expansion, and it has been disproportionately affecting the working class. And that probably has a lot to do with a lot of the populist movements we're seeing and that sort of thing. But um, again, he uh, just like Peter, just like Simon, he was very concerned about the amount of debt, the, you know, the slow growing economy, and then the likelihood of, uh, of a recession and what happens in a recession um, when you have no dry powder from the pet from the fed right you've got you're essentially already at you know close to zero percent rates you've already printed a ton of money and if you go into recession then what do you do then right so so i think it's a i think it's a it's um to me and i i had a last uh, last week i spoke to or a couple of weeks ago, I spoke to Jim Rickards and had him on my show. You know, and Jim has, again, he's fairly pessimistic about the uh, economy. And, uh, you know, he has this whole snowflake theory, you know, the snowflake that, you know, kills the snowflake that causes the avalanche. And again, he is very pessimistic. Uh, and his big concern is the derivative market. The derivative market is now a quadrillion dollar derivative market. All of these banks are, you know, double the size that they were. And if they were too big to fail, then they're, they're much too big to fail now. So I think we're, we're kind of set up in a situation here where we, we, we could have a significant correction. And the only way that I can see from what I surmise, and I'm certainly no economist that you can get yourself out of this is essentially by printing tons of money uh, to erode debt. Yeah, no, that's interesting. And it's a lot of those uh, folks that you've spoken about. I had Peter on the show and had a conversation with him as well. Um, and, um, you know, it, yes, there, there are structural problems in the global economy and in the banking system. There's clearly, I mean, very, very much so. And uh, are things overvalued? Oh, my goodness. Look at the major coastal cities and their real estate markets. Look at the, the, the stock market, for instance. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there, it's, it's, it, we're, we're looking at it from a big perspective. There's, there's structural problems. There's a lot of overvalued uh, assets right now. And there is a system that is slowly but surely crumbling. Um, and I think you've mentioned Simon Black too. He talks about that as well. The other thing is for investors and for us, we know that there is going to be enormous opportunity and right. there are new systems being created outside of the system already. Look what is happening um, with digital currencies, for instance, sure. blockchain technologies. Um, so 
Yes, and we can be very, very pessimistic about it, and there definitely is structural problems. And to your point, that with these these populist movements, I had Robert Kiyosaki on the the show as well, and he was talking about how revolutions usually start in the middle class because you're going to have rich people and you're going to have poor people. Those are given in most right. societies. It's when the middle class actually gets squeezed and those guys are forced down uh, into into the poor section. That's when the uh, the the dissent starts and uh, the revolts and, and and the anger comes from. So. Um, yeah, I, I mean, again, I, I can see both sides of it, and I have people on that are pessimistic, that are optimistic, that thinks it's the best of times or the worst of times. Um, but I think for investors and, and for listeners of the show, what's important is to know both sides of it, to understand what, what everybody is seeing out there and the different viewpoints. Uh, do your own research form your own opinion, and then be prepared for whatever comes next. Uh, Robert K. Saki talks about the three sides of the coin, right? The heads and tail and the edge. We want to be on the edge and we want to be positioned for whichever way this goes. Uh, Now, Buck, one of the the things that that I'm really interested in is uh, what, you know, I've noticed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying and always learning new skill sets and improving upon existing skill sets. What are you currently studying and what skill sets are you currently learning? Well, it's funny because we were talking a little bit uh, offline before, but, you know, one of the things that I've gotten kind of interested in uh, learning more about actually is insurance products. And, uh, so I was trying to wrap my head around this. I literally got a, I, I, <laughs> I signed up for an insurance uh, producers, uh, for an insurance producer's license. Not, not that I'm going to go sell insurance. I just wanted to learn about it. So, so that was probably the latest thing. Um, I also, you know, I read a lot and I'm, I'm trying to, my latest thing is I'm trying to understand the bond markets more because I have a sense that, you know, the people who understand the, the bond markets understand the economy better than anybody else. And uh, that's something that I, I'd like to learn more about. Um, you know, I, I just generally um, read uh, and uh, listen to, um, you know, as many perspectives as I can. And, um, and, I, and, I, and I enjoy it, you know, and that's part of what makes it easy for me is, is, is just having the, you know, the interest level in it. So, no, that's very interesting. And I mean, insurance, I am in that, in that space. It is the bedrock of society. Pretty, very, very interesting. And I don't think a lot of people understand quite exactly how the insurance industry work and how insurance works because again, it's, uh, you know, out in the media, right? Insurance is looked at. Oh, you know, the, the guy selling insurance, for instance, is looked at that. Oh, people got to feel sorry for this guy. Right? Yeah. And all the movies, they make fun of him. But, um, really, if you understand that, and that leads in and ties really into, to bonds as well, which is a big component in that, in that industry to understand that, because I don't think people realize how big the bond market is. Yeah, it's right. much, much bigger it's than shocking. the stock market. Yeah. 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 And I think once you get into that, it's an entire world that open up. To me, once I started researching that and, and studying that as well, so those are uh, fantastic uh, areas to look at and to study in. Um, and also, a core message in our show 
is to leave our families and communities and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Well, I think um, if, if you, three principles, again, I, I think very quickly would be, again, cash flow, understanding your investments and investing in tangible assets. But I think for me, when I look back and understand why is it that um, as a physician, as an A student, that I was able to easily sort of uh, understand this alternative world or this alternative, you know, this alternative way of looking at investing, et cetera. Um, it's because my own father is a scrappy entrepreneur who really didn't believe in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. And the one time he tried, he got his, he got his butt handed to him. And, uh, and so for me, um, it's not so much for, for me with my kids and that sort of thing. I think it's going to be about what I do, not what I say. And they're seeing, um, how I see the world. I see the world with abundance. I see the world with opportunity. And I don't, I don't see the, the world as a place where, you know, um, that something's going to be handed to me. So I think, I think having the entrepreneurial skill set a lot of times, for better or for worse, um, comes from, you know, where, how you grow up. And, uh, and so, you know, I just, I'm going to try to continue to, pass on those values to my kids and hopefully that that skill set alone will be will be something that'll be of benefit no and that's so important and you've touched on uh, a couple of things that i talk about a lot too the the worldview of abundance you know uh and the world of opportunity we've we've spoken about there's a lot of pessimism but with that the opportunities that are out there right now i mean just you and i connecting through the internet right. <laughs> uh, spreading our message basically to as many people that we can in the world through just our shows, uh, it, it's quite amazing. And the other thing is about collaboration is the new is the new norm um, where people used to see each other as competitors too in different spaces and different market markets. It is amazing once you once you find that tribe in the world, and you'll find it if you look for it, people right. with the same worldview and worldview of abundance that we're all trying to grow this pie and try to grow the biggest pie that we can and all have a massive slice of this continuously growing pie, um, trying to change uh, our communities, our families, and, 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 and the, our regions and countries and the, and the world out there. And I think that has been amazing for me personally to, to have met people such as yourself that is part of this and uh, part, has this mindset and, and doing so, so much good in the world. Um, so, Buck, I'll come my audience learn more about you, uh, your podcast, and all of the – just stay in touch with all of the projects that, uh, that you're involved with. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, right now my focus is, uh, you know, on Wealth Formula Podcast. Um, you know, that's, that's what I'm mostly doing is I'm, you know, it's an opportunity for me to, um, you know, have the conversations that I want to have with the people that I want to have and, and, um, let my audience participate. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of the people we talk to on the show are people who are doing interesting things in terms of private placements. 
um, you know, maybe things that you, you wouldn't think about uh, investing in that, that I want to expose people to those opportunities uh, and let them know that they're out there. But we also talk about, we also talk to economists, you know, Christopher Whalen or Jim Rickards or you know, people who are syndicating real estate, like Ken McElroy was on last week. And so, so it's just a lot of uh, opportunity for that kind of exposure. And then, uh, of course, with, uh, you know, with Investor Club and the accredited investor group there, I mean, there's an opportunity to take a lot of those principles we talk about and put them to action, which is obviously critically important as well. So, um, so that's, that's my primary, uh, you know, that's my primary thing right now. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and having this fantastic discussion with me. It's, it's been a pleasure having you on and, and look forward to staying in touch and having you on again in the future. Thank you very much. Hi, this is MC Lobsher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Valhalla Wealth Financial. We help individuals, families, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and professionals build their wealth outside of Wall Street and help investors maximize the use of every dollar in their personal economy and boost their investment gains. We do this by combining their capital and investments with the financial vehicle of the wealthy, according to the infinite banking concept. If you are interested in learning more, you can email me at info at cashflowninja.com and I will send you a copy of Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. Thank you for joining my guest, Buck Joffrey, and myself on the Cashflow Ninja today. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes, and share our show with family, friends, and your network. I'm always trying to learn and improve in every area of my life, so if there's any way that I could provide more value to you and serve you better, please reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com. Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott have been in your shoes and have used real estate investing to become financially free. They've designed a system to take any beginner to an experienced deal-making investor in the least amount of time. They offer opportunities from basic education, coaching, bridge loan investing to turnkey investments in the cash-flowing market of St. Louis, Missouri. For more information, please visit joinopsproperties.com or call Jimmy and Bob at 314-799-2247. Coffee is a proven product in a $90 billion industry worldwide. Through international coffee farms, you have a chance to own and operate your own half-acre parcels in a specialty coffee farm in Panama, professionally turnkey managed for you. You can download your coffee farm ownership opportunity report at cashflowninja.com forward slash Panama. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. You have been listening to the Cashflow Ninja with your host, MC Laubscher, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Today's show notes and resources are available on our website, cashflowninja.com. 
This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objective, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.